BTSE 365 Podcast. This is it. <laughs> hey, what's happening, man? It's the BTSE 365 Podcast. We back. We back. And today's show is brought to you by the letter. No, I'm just bullshit. Hey, man. I appreciate anybody tuning in right now. Uh, anybody who downloaded the show, all of that, I appreciate you. Uh, if you shared it, liked it, commented, thank you. Uh, today is Halloween 2019. Um, and, yeah, I, I just want to um, start the show off. It's a little different for me, and I'll tell y'all why. Um, <clears throat> I want to introduce two partners here real quick. These the Boo Boo Bears. Y'all probably asking yourself who are the Boo Boo Bears, but we'll get into them and in, in their role in the show a little later. Boo Boo One and Boo Boo Two. You know, you got Thing One and Thing Two. This Boo Boo One, Boo Boo Two. Uh, but I want to jump right in, bro. The Washington Nationals won the World Series Game Seven last night. It was a great series. If you didn't watch it, um, you missed you missed something. It was it was very very good. Uh, let me turn my my chain over real quick, you know what I'm saying, turn my chain over, but uh, it was a big time game, it was 2-1 at the end of the seventh, Granky went out, and some other cat came in, and shit, it opened up the floodgates for the for the Nationals, um, Anthony Rendon was big, I don't know if you saw game six or not, but he hit a big two-run home run after some BS went down, um, I mean, the whole pitching staff, Strasburg, Scherzer, Hudson, the closer, like, they they did their thing. Strasburg, he won MVP. I remember when he was drafted, number one overall. Man, it was a lot of pressure on that kid. A lot of pressure on that kid. Young, I think he was like 18, 19 maybe when he first got in the league. So, you know, that was, that was big time for them, man. Shout out to the national organization. Uh, first World Series in franchise history. Um, I rock with the Nationals. I'm not going to say rock with them. I'm happy for them for two reasons. A, they offered Bryce Harper a lot of money last year, and he turned it down. He went to Philly. Okay. That's cool. That's your prerogative. You can do that. Stayed in the same division, not too far from D.C. You know, so it's it's, it's kind of a bitter rivalry now. And uh, shit, he got paid. You know what I'm saying? You can't knock him. He got paid. He got his money. But guess what? In his opening press conference, he said, looking to bring a title here to D.C. Ah, I mean, you know, uh, he meant Philly. But, hey, he spoke it into existence. Shout out to the Nationals. Bryce Harper got paid. The Nationals got a ring. I think everybody, you know, got what they wanted. Some people would say, man, Bryce Harper's salty, I bet. I don't think he's salty. I mean, he might, be, he might feel just a little, you know, just some type of way a little bit. But, I mean, hey, everything had to work out well for the Nationals, man. They were down like they they were like twelve games below five hundred in April. I mean, like May, I think so. But they had the best record in baseball since. So, hey, shout out to the Nationals. Second reason why I rock with them is because they drafted a guy from my hometown. You know what I'm saying, one of my high school partners, uh, Kyan Norfolk. He was in a a minor league farm system for like a few years. Like he got drafted. I think I graduated. Ooh, yeah, it's probably about five or six years he was in their farm system. So, shout out to Kai. I, I know he played with Rendon in the minors. 
So this, I'm sure it's a pretty big deal for him to see his guys get a ring. You know, they did it the, they did it the hard way, not the easy way. And they got a couple of decisions to make. You know, Ryan Zimmerman, he's probably about to retire. But he got him a ring. He out there thing. The only organization he ever played for. Uh, Rendon, about time for him to get paid. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to see how this thing, you know, come together. Verlander, now, now on the flip side in Houston, you got Verlander went over to Garrett Cole. He's about to be a free agent. Um, they, the bats, man, their bats didn't show up. You know, Carlos Correa didn't see him. Bregman didn't see him. You know, these guys, they were supposed to, I had them winning the World Series. Me personally, I'm not going to even lie. I was like, man, Astros in five or six. You know, I felt like it was their time to win now, but it, it, it just wasn't. It just wasn't. So, you know, hats off to the Nationals. They took it home. They did their thing. They made their move. They came up with the business. So, you know, it is what it is. Now, moving off baseball, we're going we're gonna to go to the NBA. And when I, uh, when I talk about the boo-boo, <laughs> Boo-boo one, boo-boo two. You know what I'm saying? We talking about the Golden State Warriors. You're now tuned in to the good, the bad, and the boo-boo. <laughs> if they got players on their team. The I don't know. They just, they just made Who me is the boy? talk about them. I don't know. I don't know the boy. Who is the boy? Jordan Poole, he cool. They got old boy from where? Where? Let me look at this roster real quick, cause, cause, cause I don't know. I don't know some of these guys. Some of them I do because I'm a college basketball fan, but I don't just know all of these cats they got on the the team. You know what I'm saying? Like I be asking myself, who is the boy? Like, like for real? Okay, so Steph, Draymond, D'Angelo Russell, know them. Omari Spellman, he went to uh, either Georgetown or what's the school? Villanova. Can't remember, honestly. Jordan Poole, Michigan product. Willie Collie Stein. Know all those guys. Kevon Looney, know him too. Now, Alan Smelagic. Now, Pascal, he went to Villanova, but Spellman went to, uh, I want to say he went to Georgetown. I mean, you got Marquise Chris, underachiever. You got Alec Burks. I wouldn't say underachiever, but he's an okay role player. You got Damian Lee from Louisville. Nobody on this team outside of Steph and Clay, and Clay Hurt ain't playing this year, is really striking fear in another team. Like, like D'Angelo Russell, he good. He ain't great, but he good. That boy good. Willie Collistein, one-trick pony. Draymond Green ain't nothing to be scared of without two great offensive weapons around him. So this team is definitely going to be the boo-boo. You're now tuned in to the good, the bad, and the boo-boo. The boo-boo. Definitely looking at the boo-boo. So shout-out to the boo-boo bears. They will be back periodically throughout the BTSE 365 podcast from here on out. Um, now, moving on to 
keep well not moving on because I want to say this because I've been saying this for a minute for like the last week. The Warriors have to go on and tank, man. I thought I ain't gonna flodge. I before the season started was like, man, if they can get Clay back, you know, All Star break, ooh, they'll be straight. They can make the playoffs seven, eight seed, six seed, something like that. But looking at this team and how they've been getting blown out, like they've been getting their ass whooped. Like, okay, C beat them by damn near 40, I think. Like, that shit was embarrassing, G. I was like, whoo, gosh, terrible. Now, looking at that, I'm like, okay, if you're in the lottery, you're going to get your pick. The one you they traded to Brooklyn in the KD and D-Lo deal. Hey, go on and tank, bro. They say they not tank. Man, you better tank. Fuck it. I know you got a new stadium. They're going to make money. They're going to have concerts after. Don't worry about that. Tank, like, please just let it go. Just go on and go on and let it go, man. Just do your thing. Just, just stop. Get you a top five prospect, like, like for real. Get you a top five NBA prospect next year, like, like. Let's see who are the prospects for for twenty twenty. Top five right now before the college basketball season even starts. You got Isaiah Stewart, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball. Like, like I mean, you know, you're not going to need a point guard per se. So, Cole Anthony wouldn't, or RJ Hampton necessarily. But, Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball. Like, think of LaMelo Ball went to Golden State. But I don't, I don't think they draft him because LaVar just talked too damn much. But that would be hmm, interesting. So all I can say, enter it. Or James Wiseman, even though Wiseman more than likely going to be the number one pick, barring injury or somebody like just taking over. But I say get Wiseman, bro, if you can. If he going to be there, if you don't get the number one pick, then then who? But y'all folk, <laughs> sorry, but the Warriors, they the boo-boo. They are the boo-boo. No fault of their own necessarily, but... Yeah, they the boo-boo. It is okay. Go on, go on and have your sorry season. You can use this as motivation. You can come back out next year and be like, yeah, everybody who doubted us, whoop the all your old fake-ass fans, they going to come back too. So, you know, just do whatever you need to do to, to get back in a winning style. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say, man. Get a couple pieces. You can trade D'Angelo Russell. Get you a couple of solid pieces to help fill in the roster. I'm saying Jordan Poole gonna be a good player though. You know he gonna be he gonna be a good player. It's just he needs time to develop. He a rookie, and no rookie not well, most rookies don't come in just especially a rookie drafted where he was drafted at the bottom of the draft, the bottom of the first round. Like not all rookies are gonna come in just balling. They gotta. Get their feet wet. They got to figure out the game. It's a faster game. Stronger. You know, better athletes. These people playing for money. Now, the other folks was kind of playing for money, but not really. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I mean by that is, saying way over for a second to the NCAA. NCAA finally ruled that, hey, we're going to pay these college players. Now, how they going to do it? No, it, that still is remain to be seen. Um... Like, well, to allow players 
to be paid off of their likeness. And so their names, images, and likeness. The board of governors, they, they voted on it Tuesday. Now, I know a lot of former college athletes. You know what I'm saying? A lot of D1 players, basketball, football. And it's been kind of a mixed reaction from them. Some would say, man, it's terrible for the for the game. It's not going to be nobody. Like, everybody not going to be able to eat. It's only going to be like the top 5%. And then the rest of the players are just going to get nothing. Um, ain't nobody going to show up to see this and see that. My argument to that is this, man. Like, I'd rather it be where, okay, because they still say, well, players going to get paid under the table. Well, I mean, damn, the schools and universities are already making billions. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't the third string guy have a chance to make some, at least have a chance to? It ain't going to be competitive no more. Everybody going to go to this school. Everybody going to do this. Man, look. These folks been had long money. These folks been had boosters doing their thing. Fuck what they say publicly. They been had folks doing their thing, saying this, that, and the third. Everybody can't go to Stanford. Everybody can't go to Duke. Everybody can't go to Vandy. Everybody can't go to Carolina. Everybody can't go to my Like, everybody just can't go. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody just can't go. You only, in, in college basketball, you only got, what, 13, 14 guys on the roster. Now, college football is a little different. There's a whole lot of players on the roster. But everybody can't go wherever, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be schools that, that get shined out. But if you want to like, for me, I'm a fan of the whole HBCU. Like, athletes going to the HBCU. If you black, hell, 80% of the team, you know what I'm saying, be black anyway, go to an HBCU. For, man, they ain't going to be able to get nobody. If the alums of those HBCUs that got the real paper, could start supporting them, or the the people from that city might not have went to the HBCU, might not, have, you know what I'm saying, might not have attended. But guess what? You from that city, so if you got paper and you want to see them succeed, why not donate a little something to them? If you if your net worth a couple mil or something like that, why not why not donate about twenty bands to them, ten bands to them? Get them, try to help them get right, try to persuade them to get this way. So it's all about working together, man. If people want to see it happen, then hey, it can happen. But let's not just sit here and act like this ain't good. I don't care. Like my homeboy, he my line brother was playing basketball at Martin. You know what I'm saying? He could have been holding a camp when he was in school to get paid. Like I think a couple of times I wanted them to use my car. Somebody that he wanted to use the car, he'd be like, man, I don't know if I'm like, bro, what? Like, to use the car to go to Walmart to get some food? Man, get the fuck out of here, NCAA. That's impermissible benefits because he a ball player. My boy got to go get some food, bruh. He got to go get some food. Fuck you talking about? Let him go get some food, bruh. When Lester Hudson was in Martin, don't you, man, trying to take, like, and that's a little school. That's on a small scale, bruh. He, he, he shouldn't have had to pay for shit. I know he wasn't paying for school because of the scholarship, but anything else, like he shouldn't have to be trying to get some money from whoever to do whatever at any point in time. Like refund checks is cool, but shit, if you the star, why not be able to go get paid? You know what I'm saying? Go be able to do a walkthrough at a club. Like yeah, tonight we got so and so coming through. Like shit, it do man ain't man. Look, Zion should have been eating for real. Should have been eating. 
any star tar heels should be eating. The Duke Carolina game tickets. Let me tell y'all how much these tickets were because I was looking at them. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. I almost went. Tickets was like $700, though, if I'm not mistaken. Last season, Duke versus Carolina tickets in North Carolina in Chapel Hill were like $700. Like, that's outrageous. For a college basketball game, $700? He couldn't get a cut of that? Man, y'all, all right. Boy, tell, tell, tell me where the, where the crime is in them being allowed to get paid. Like, all right, February 8th, 2020, I want two tickets to Duke and Carolina. Two. Upper level 229. $556 each. Not total. Each. Upper level. I'm not bullshitting y'all. Y'all can Google this on vividseats.com. So y'all telling me that last year Zion shouldn't have had to get none of that or Cam Reddish or any player out there. Shit. Sterling Manley needed to get a little change off that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. All the Huffman, all, man, they all deserve a piece of it. In the words of Jerry Jones, it's just going to be less pie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just going to be less pie now. But why can't they go have, you know what I'm saying, get get free dinner somewhere if somebody wants to say, hey, the whole Tennessee State University basketball team eat free here. You know what I'm saying? They eat free here. Hell, Kawhi Leonard was in Toronto last year and had free food everywhere. And he a millionaire. A millionaire. So why can't the players who... Just on scholarship, can't get no benefits. That don't make no sense to me. Somebody got to explain to me how this is worse. Like, how this is worse. Just because now they can get a little money, too. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of different people in their pocket, you know, trying to get in their in they head. And whoop, whoop, but that's happening now anyway. Let Adidas and Nike go on and do that thing. Man, look, bro, you're you you you're not going to sit here and make me believe that this is a bad thing. Like, like. Until it can be proven, like factually, put the paperwork down in front of me to show me, like, well, scholarships are going to be cut in this area, or Pell Grants are going to be cut in this area, and this, that, and the third. Like, show me that, then we can have a conversation. But if you're just going off of, man, it's going to be the wild, wild west, or not even the wild, wild west, it's going to be, you know, bad. I got to see how. I don't understand, like, you couldn't get a job in college. Now you can get a job as a player. Now, of course, you got all these practices and all this other stuff, so maybe you don't want to work a job. Maybe you just want to, like I say, it's a party, do a walkthrough. You, it's some, a lot of these colleges in little towns anyway, not all schools are in major cities. If you in fucking Kansas and you the best player on the team, hey, somebody having a party, we're going to have so-and-so in the building tonight. I'm saying do a walkthrough. You come through, do your thing, stand there for the hour, get your $500, get your $1,000. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. So I'm, I just want to see how the NCAA is going to handle this because a lot of folks on TV was talking about they wanted to fight back and all the other stuff. Y'all y'all bullshit. Let these folk eat, man. Let these folk eat. Now, I just mentioned Kansas.
I never mentioned Kentucky, which I should have, because of course they get a lot of one and done players and all that. But it was a Wildcat and a Jayhawk last night. They had an issue, and it spilled for real. It was, it was pretty bad. So when I come back, I'm, I'm gonna talk to y'all for a high second about a Wildcat and a Jayhawk, a cat and a bird. But one of them said he followed the lines. I don't know. It's the BTSE 365 Podcast. I'll be right back. What's up, world? What's up, world? Hey, are you tired of seeing the same old billboards on the side of the road when you're driving up and down the interstate? I know I am. But if you're looking for a new wave to get your message across out there in the world, holler at my people over at Upkeep Ads. That's right. Upkeep Ads offers advertising in a versatile format. Their mobile digital billboard is not only used as an effective way for outdoor advertising, but it's also portable. Yeah, you can take it inside to use it for messages at conferences or events to stream content indoors as well. It's great for outdoor advertising for political campaigns, grand openings, and a lot of other events. So contact my people over at upkeepads at gmail.com. That's up. K-E-E-P-A-D-S at gmail.com or you can give them a call 901-701-7226 Tell them Big sent you Memphis 10, Memphis 10, what's happening? Look, check it out If you out there you looking for a new hairstylist look no more My good friends over at Hair Major got you covered I'm talking, look, they got your natural hairstyles your braids, your extensions haircuts, shaves, and hair color So, if you're on the ground, follow them right now. Hair Major. That's right. Hair, M-A-E, underscore J-O-R. Or if you want to book an appointment, go to hairmajor.as.me. That's hair, M-A-E-J-O-R, dot A-S, dot M-E. And if you're still just on the book, facebook.com forward slash hair major. Major spelled M-A-E-J-O-R. You will not, shall not be disappointed. And make sure when you book your appointment, let them know Big sent you. Now, I know I got a lot of Memphis listeners, so I know Memphis, Tennessee in the building. Hair Major, located in Cordova, Tennessee. Book your appointments today. Tell them Big sent you, man. I'm out. Peace. Check this out. Look, I told y'all once before that we were going to talk about a cat and a bird. <laughs> well, actually, a, a big cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and a former Jayhawk, uh, Joel and B. They, they, they got into it. They got a little scuffle, a little, little, little wrestling match, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I mean, I pretty much just look at it like Carl Anthony Towns is just trying, uh, tired of of Embiid trying him. Like, if you were watching the game at all, like, Embiid was just ugh, going at him hard in the post. Like, going at him hard in the post. But that's what you're supposed to do. What Walker say, I go hard in the motherfucking paint, nigga. Like, that's what he was doing. So, he was doing that. And I'm sure Embiid was taking, been taking shots at him, you know what I'm saying, on Twitter and shit. For the last couple of years, he always saying he owned, woo, woo, but it just escalated and they got the tussling, they got on the floor. The funniest part though, was when it looked like Joel, I mean not Joel, but Ben Simmons had 
had motherfucking uh, calling of the towns in a, in a little chokehold in the Chevy thing. That's what we used to call it. Had him in the Chevy thing. You know what I'm saying? Little rear naked choke. He made that man tap out, man. Like, like now he could have been just aggressively slapping the floor. But of course, NBA Twitter, black Twitter, we, we just going to take it around with it. He was tapping out. He looked like he was tapping. Oh, my God, he's tapping out, King. That was the funniest one right there. But, um, man, it just, then they on they on IG and Twitter going back and forth, calling it in the town. Of course, Embiid in the post game said, I ain't no bitch. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no bitch. Like, like, that's just point blank period. I ain't say nothing to him. It just kind of happened. You know, I was just responding to him. But I ain't no bitch. Now, calling it in the town, posted a little picture of Embiid crying after the game, saying, oh, you ain't no bitch. Uh, it looked like you weren't here. You know, they just went back and forth, but, but you know, and B hit him with the, you know, I heard a lot of things about you. You ain't really as hard as you trying to act and all that. It's going to be interesting to see how this play out throughout the year. Because Carl Anthony Towns, even though he ain't a top five player, Copeland, I'm going to repeat that on this show. He ain't a top five player, okay? He's not a top five player. He, he got talent. He ain't a top five player. His numbers in the first three, four games look good, but he ain't a top five player at this juncture. No. But he good. I ain't calling him garbage. He ain't the boo-boo, but he good. But anywho, I want to see how this play out. Embiid, he, that's, that's Embiid. Like, he the biggest dude on the block. He think he better than Towns. I think he better than Towns. And they gonna have a lot of back and forth. So, we gonna see how this play out. Speaking of another... Other players who have been back and forth or had a back and forth. Remember last year when Kevin Durant got called a bitch by Draymond Green on the sideline when they were playing the Clippers? Like last December, November, something like that. Well, Kevin Durant was on ESPN First Take talking to Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. asked him straight up, did that have something to do with your decision to leave? And he said, yeah. He said, you know, it had a little something to do with it. I ain't going to sit here and lie. You know, he felt some type of way. And how you expect him to feel? Like, you think another grown man calling you a bitch, like on national TV, repeatedly to your teammates and to your face? And then you in the locker room talking all reckless, like, we don't need him. We don't need you. We won before you. You can leave. Like, of course he was going to deal. He probably would have left in the middle of the season if he could have. Like, if, if somebody would have offered to trade for him in the middle of the season, he would have been cool with that. Guarantee he would have been cool with that. So, Draymond, you know, he wrote a check his ass couldn't cash. Because now he up there with these scrubs and it ain't looking too good for him. Draymond got paid, though. He knew what he was doing. He knew not to opt out and try to get another. No, he, hey, get your bag while you can. Get your bag while you can. Now I'm moving on from the NBA, but there was there was some good entertainment though. There, there was some good entertainment. Thursday night football tonight. When this video, this this podcast get posted, the game will be about to start. It's the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. And of course, I'm taking my 49ers to go eight and fucking oh. Let's go. That Cardinals offensive line in the words of Shaq is barbecue chicken, and my boys is out there ready to eat. They ready to eat Nick Bosa, ready to eat motherfucking uh, Eric Armstead, ready to eat Buckner, ready to eat 
All of them. I think Sherman gonna get another pick tonight. He got three on the season. He two behind the leader. Sherm, get you another pick tonight, bro. Cause folks still be uh, thinking, you know, he ain't that good and all that. We gonna we need to make sure we contain Kyler Murray though. He he's not a he's not a bad pocket passer. But don't let him get all out there doing his thing, running around and all that. And make the receivers beat you. They ain't got a good running game. Remember that? Stuff the run. Stop the run. Make them a one-trick pony. Make them pass the ball 45 to 50 times. See how good they beat in. And knock them on their ass. And then get ready for your game next week. Simple as that. But come out the game healthy and do your thing. Um... That's all I got for that, the NFL, because, you know, it's been a lot. You know, this whole, well, that's not all I got. You know, this whole Baker Mayfield stuff, he upset. He real sensitive, but, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm, I'm, I don't know if y'all, well, if you're watching the video, then you can see I'm holding up this shoe. Probably wondering why I got a cleat, and that's a signature right there. You know what I'm saying? It's Throwback Thursday, right? So, I want to throw it back to that one time Michael Vick signed my, uh, my game more cleats. <laughs> it back when I used to do my field work out there, cutting up with my boy Fly Mike. You know what I'm saying? So I had to bring the bring the cleat out today for my boy Mike Vick. I said my boy like he, you know what I'm saying? Like me and him, like best friends or something. But Mike, I gotta get you back on the show. If you if somebody watching this, they, they're connected to him or something. I don't see, hey man, Big trying to get you back on the show. Trying to get you back on the show, Mike. You retired now. Let's link up. I know you still be in Atlanta sometime. I, I hop in the whip and go. For real. But, you know, uh, Gangsta Bake just got to cut it out. He just got to cut it out. He, he real sensitive, man. He just got to cut all that out, man. Just let that shit be. Let it burn. Keep it pushing. But he, he, acting, he acting real sensitive right now. Real sensitive. You know, he acting like how Kanye West used to act. You know, Kanye just used to be ranting and he had a mental health issue. Maybe Baker got mental health issues. Gangsta Bank might have mental health problems. You never know. You never know. Speaking of Kanye West, he just put out a new project called uh, Jesus is King. Me personally, I ain't heard it. I ain't ain't heard it. Don't know now song on there. Couldn't tell you. Um, but I ain't heard 808s and Heartbreak. I ain't heard Life of Pablo, Graduation, College Dropout. I've never listened to any Kanye West album from beginning to end. Never. Like, in however long he been rapping, I have never sought out a Kanye West project. Now, that's because I'm just not a fan of, of his like that. Like, I, I mean, I heard some of the songs. I didn't of course, you, you can't get away from hearing a Kanye West song when it come out. So, you know, he, he be on the radio and stuff, and he might, you you don't hear no Kanye in the club, really. But, I mean, it's just not my, it's not, it's just not my, my cup of liquor. You know what I'm saying? It ain't my cup of, cup of hen, cup of crown, cup of jack, cup of tequila, none of that. It ain't, it ain't for me. And people be like, you know, it's, a, it's funny because I got people that I see on social media that I'm associated with from college, high school, you know, just in, in the world in general. And they be like, man, the album bumping. Or it's cool or it's straight or it's garbage, it's trash, it's whack. Like, I don't know. I ain't even giving it a shot. 
You know, but that's just because I don't listen to Kanye West music like that. So I don't care what it sounds like. You know, the man selling shirts that say uh, Holy Spirit for like $175. I ain't cool with the niggas in the pulpit to do it, and I ain't cool with him doing it either. So, you know, that's just me. Like, I ain't, I'm not going to sit here and say he, 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 he lying on his religion, he doing this and that and the third. He is doing a little too much with this money talk. I don't like that. Man, I was, I, what did he say? I made $115 million last year, but I was $35 million in debt. This year, I professed my, my Christianity and my love for Jesus, and I got a $68 million tax break. Like, man, well, tax return. Like, come on, bro. Don't, don't, don't do that. Like, don't, don't do that, bro. Like, listen, he's like, it's all because I became a Christian. Like, whoo. Told folks they couldn't have premarital sex when they was working on this project. But, like, you know, he, he's against porn. He had a porn addiction, sex, whatever. And this stuff is real. I understand, you know. But, bro, leave Jesus out of it. Leave God out of it. Leave any type of religion shit out of it. It just, it muddy the waters. It make it, it make people feel like you either faking it or you real. And if you faking it, those those who think you real, they're going to be disappointed. But that's their fault because you ain't supposed to put your... Yo, yo, trust in man like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all he is. He's just a man. He's a mere mortal. That's it. Who does music? He's an artist. Let it be what it be. Don't don't take it too far. Like people don't don't look too deep into it. But that's my whole Kanye West spiel. I ain't really on that nigga like that. Y'all can have that. If that's what y'all want to do, y'all can have that. Um, I'm going to talk about an artist that I actually do listen to. Uh, shout out to Triple Play Squeak. She dropped The Beast and the Beauty today on all music outlets. Wherever you get your music, you can get The Beast and the Beauty. Trust me, people, it is a great project. I was at a listening session last week. Had the pleasure to be invited. I was in the room with a bunch of movers and shakers. Uh, shout out to Jeff O, shout out to Forward, shout out to my boy Chris Rohn, Leo Dynamite, all of them over there, Otis, you know what I'm saying, everybody that was in there moving and shaking, doing their thing, shout out to Triple Play, Squeak herself, the queen dropped a nice project, great producers, and um, yeah man, I'd have been riding, listening to it already today, y'all should do the same, it's called The Beast and the Beauty, it's a great project, great, 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 great project, now from... Um, I gotta go off off the cuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm done with all that. Um, today, I'd like to take the time to uh, dedicate this show. You know what I'm saying, as I've done quietly the whole time I've been doing the show, um, I like to dedicate this specific show though for. Publicly to my mother, the uh, the late great Betty Jean Holloway Taylor, Ripley, Tennessee's finest. Uh, I don't know if you can see my shirt. You might see it if you follow me on IG at BTSE underscore three sixty five. You will see it on there. Um, but you know I am Betty's baby, and um, man, it's been seven years since my mom passed, y'all. And uh, if it wasn't for her. I wouldn't be doing this. Like, not just here, but I wouldn't be doing it, period. Like, 
I remember graduating college and she was like, you need to start a blog. You know, if you can't get a radio gig, start a blog. I was like, all right, cool. So I started the blog, um, Big Talk Sports. And uh, that was 2011. And, you know, 2012 rolled around. She passed away. I remember earlier that year, me and one of my best friends, we was in a car work on our way to Memphis one morning. You know what I'm saying? We had a wreck, ended up by the river. Like, could have been in the river, could have drowned, you know what I'm saying? But we didn't. And um, I remember when I got back home, when the, when the state trooper pulled us back up or whatever, um, how she ran out the house to me. This was like March 2012. You know what I'm saying? Cause she thought I was gone. Like, all she heard was Chris was in a wreck. But he good, though. And she ran out the house from the front porch and her gown and shit, like, head wrapped up and everything, crying and hugging me and kissing over and stuff. And, um... You know what I'm saying? I, I I mean, I know, like, throughout my life up until that point, like, I always knew my mama loved me. You know what I'm saying? I always knew that. She always told me. She always told me I was a little angel. And, uh, but, like, at that particular time, like, that moment right there, like, that moment, that was the moment in my life. At, I don't even remember what was I. I don't even remember how old I was at the time, like 23, 24. Like at that point in my time, in my life, I was like, damn, like, like my mama really loved me. Like, like she thought I was gone. I wasn't tripping. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was there. I, you know, felt everything. Like I was a little sore, but like she, when she ran out the house and I saw the look in her eye, like, like, son, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, my mama cool. You know, it was, but it was like different. You know what I'm saying? It was just different. And, and, and seven months later, you know what I'm saying? My brother gave me a call on a Wednesday night. Um, he told me she had passed away. It was tough, man. Like, it was tough. She was in the hospital for like 10 days. Um, I ain't never really shared. I share this with some some people know, some people don't. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm here now. I'm on this platform. Um, and, like, she had a stroke. And, uh... I was at the hospital with her for like 10 straight days, man. Like 10 straight days in the hospital. That shit is draining and depressing. But, like, I remember she was laid up. And she the reason I started reading a lot of books, too. Like, she told me once, and I think I mentioned this on here before. Like, man, she would be laid up and people were coming over to visit and all this other stuff. And uh, we'd be in there talking and stuff. And I got little writings from her and all that. Like, she'd be writing on a little notepad and she put on there. It was scribbled, but I could make out a little bit. It's just like, my son, been here with me, my baby. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just remember, like, her telling me, I'm like, man, how you know who that is coming in the door? How you how you know, how you remember this and how you remember that? And she was like, because I read, son. It keep my brain strong. And... I ain't super big on politics or none of that, but it was November 6, 2012 when we buried her. And um, that was the same day Obama got reelected for his second term. And that's my little brother's birthday too. Shout out to Dre. He'll be 16 next Wednesday. And uh, I just remember her like saying like she want to get out the hospital. She want to go vote for Obama. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember literally going to vote for Obama that morning. Um, I mean, that afternoon after her funeral. I believe it was either that afternoon or that morning before the service. I, that whole day is like a blur for me now. But I, I do remember going to vote because of that. Like, she was like, I really want to go vote. 
and I, I want to vote for Obama, and you know, ooh, ooh. so I I just say that all to say, man, uh, today on the seventh year um, celebration of, of life for my mama, you know what I'm saying? Like I think about it every day. I got a necklace with a picture in there with her and my oldest brother, and you know, it's been a tough little thing when she transitioned. Life kind of started hitting me kind of hard and uh, you know ups and downs and lucky for me I got a pretty damn good support system you know what I'm saying a family and friends and all that man I'm getting emotional as hell right now while I'm talking but oh well it is what it is I said I was going to do it so I'm doing it <clears throat> excuse me but um, I just want to say man I, I, I appreciate everybody who listening I appreciate everybody who you know what I'm saying? When I was going through that time, you know what I'm saying? Having to go to the hospital and stay all night and stay all week. I just thank them. And I, didn't thank, I, I thanked them in person and stuff like that. But those who stuck with me, not just through that, you know, couple weeks or whatever, but those who stuck with me since then and, you know, been there. My pops, my brothers, and, you know what I'm saying? My cousins and sisters and. My, my 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 ex, she was there with me the whole time. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of I got a lot of people to thank, man. I got a lot of people to um to thank. I can't thank everybody individually, but I thank them all, and I'm sure they listening because they tell me they listen to the show all the time. Um, to the people back home in Ripley who robbed my mama for a Thanksgiving dinner that she was putting on every year, um, I appreciate y'all. And to my big homie, Marcus Keeley, man. Um, I just found out last night that somebody's doing a Thanksgiving dinner back home and he's donating a building to him, which he always does. He use, I use his building for my um, back-to-school giveaway. And um, I was told that he was like, yeah, y'all can use it. Just put, make sure when you do it, you do it in honor of Miss Betty because she was the one who had started doing that, you know what I'm saying, for our, for our community, my neighborhood where I grew up, for our people. You know what I'm saying? Nobody going to give it to you, so somebody got to do it. Somebody got to lead that charge. You know what I'm saying? So, and when I heard that last night, I was just like, damn, you know, that's love. You know what I'm saying? Like, like your work don't go unnoticed. Whatever you out here doing, if you're doing it in a good, you know what I'm saying, with good intentions, don't people going to remember that. The good you did, people will remember. They say they going to remember the bad, but they going to remember the good, too. So... I say that to say, man, hey, thank y'all, everybody who's doing whatever they're doing back home for that. I'm going to be there. I'm going to make sure I show up, me and my brothers. And uh, man, I just appreciate it. So I got love for everybody back home. I got love for everybody in the city I'm in, out in Nashville, Cashville. Um, and I just thank y'all for listening to me, man, rocking with me and, and continuing to make the BTSE 365 what it is. And um, Shout out to my class that I just had, you know, week two. Nashville Community Education. I always said I wouldn't be a teacher. My mama was a teacher. I used to not like that. But here I am, third class in, and got a fourth one coming in the online platform and all this. So y'all just, man, y'all be easy. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, I'm sorry I'm rambling, man, because I'm, I'm still just, you know, a little... Um, I don't get emotional, man. This is this is different, man. But uh, I thank y'all, man. Y'all be easy. Peace. Tell a friend to tell a friend, like, share, comment, Facebook fan page, YouTube page, 
IG, all that, man. Y'all be good. BTSC 365. Love you, Betty Jane.